preach, preach. I got Jesus, preach. Preach, preach, preach. What's up, my peeps? Listen to my daddy, the people's preacher. Deuces! <laughs> Amen, well. Yeah. Amen. Well, you, you gave us a lot. I know that you're a father. I know that yeah. you're a servant, man of God, a minister, evangelist, preacher, teacher. You, you do it all, brother. You're one of those guys that, you know, like I tell people, when we get saved, we just go after it all. You know, we, right. you know, hey, whatever the Lord lets us do, we do. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, exactly. So before we go any further, um, I like to always share the, uh, the word of the day. And I like to call it my go-to's. You know, a lot of times in life, what happens is we go through things, trials, tribulations, finances, uh, body aches, uh, children issues, family issues. And we can run this to uh, we can run to a lot of things. We can run to the social media, drugs, pornography, uh, alcohol, money. Uh, we can run to a lot of things. But um, as Christians, we 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 know that they, we only have one source of truth and strength. And that's God's word. So today, tonight, you're going to go ahead and share us a good scripture with us tonight and something that's on your heart. And if you got to preach, preach. If you got to uh, teach, teach. For sure, bro. For sure. Uh, scripture. Yeah, gotcha. So, bro, uh, when you asked me to, you know, um, have some scripture, you know, what came to my mind is uh, Proverbs 3, 6. Matthew 6.33 and Psalm 37.4. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go quickly to those and, and just read and let, let the word speak for itself, you know? Amen. Come on. And then I'll elaborate on that. So Proverbs 3.6 would be the first one. It's a very popular one, you know? So it says... Uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Right? Very simple. You know, right to the point. You know, and let's go to Matthew 6.33. We got here, uh, it's a very uh, popular one, too, in the body. It says, uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Right? And then we got Psalm 37. Back to the Old Testament. All right, so it says Psalm 37, 4, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I actually, I read five, but uh, four says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Uh, you know, so the reason I put those three together is because um, we got to keep God first, man, in everything that we do. You know, he is our number one foundation. I mean, there's no number two foundation. He's our only foundation. And it's a solid foundation. Uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, we got to keep on first, bro, as Christians. And it might sound like overplayed or may, may, maybe uh, many people have said it too much. You know, keep God first. And, and it just sounded like a cliche, you know. But, uh you really got to commit your ways to the Lord, man. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. And you might think, oh, well, my desires are to be rich and famous. See, the thing is, when you seek after mm -hmm. the Lord, truly from the heart, he's going to change your desires, bro. He's going to transform Ooh. your heart. 
no, no, so no, no, no. You need to stop there because <laughs> and people say, well, God won't give me the desires of my heart. And then they start talking about crazy stuff. But go ahead. You do it. You're going in the right direction. I like it. Amen, brother. Amen. So he transforms your heart. And that's it, bro. Your, your direction. You're like, oh, you want to go here? But you fall in love with the Lord. He's like, and, and you're following him. So you're going to follow him. It might change your direction, your course, you know, and so be it, man. So praise God for that scripture and for his living word, man. Amen. One of the things that I tell people is, you know, scripture can be, I, I, uh, I, have, a, I have some good friends from um, a Reform Rasa podcast, and they had a um, an episode called Twist Churros, Not Scripture. And I loved oh. it because this, we are good as men. To take yeah. something and make it our own and say, this yeah. is what it really says when, yeah. and, and the worst thing that you can do is tell yeah. somebody, so what does that mean to you? Because the Bible isn't what it means to us. It's yeah. what is the Bible saying to us? And so exactly. I love that scripture when it talks about that God will give you the desires of your heart. You said it, mm-hmm. the closer you get to God, the more that your desires change because your heart is new. Amen. So if your desire is to be rich and famous and wealthy, which is okay because God doesn't want God does, can do that. But if that yeah. is your desire to be rich, wealthy, and it's then you got to question where's your where is your heart? And so exactly. a lot of people use that scripture for prosperity. And, and we can go yeah. we can go on for days about prosperity, but let's just stop there, you know. So one of I the might thi- get that later. yeah 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 we we gonna get there. So one of the <laughs> things I also wanted to ask you is, we're still in somewhat of a pandemic, amen. Like I like to call it a pandemic. Um, twenty twenty was hard for all of us, and even twenty twenty one seemed like it hasn't really led up. Certain things still are there. Can you go back to twenty twenty and maybe share with us a little bit of maybe a lesson? Uh, something the Lord showed you, something that you learned in 2020 that you were able to take into 2021 and apply it. Because the thing is, 2021—if 2020 didn't teach you anything, then you were—you were dead. But I think that 2020 taught every one of us something, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. I want to say that everybody learned something in 2021 that they could take yeah. into 2020. I mean, 20 to 2021. Share with us a little bit about maybe something you learned, something you got, some gold nuggets, some insights, some wisdom. Right, right. Um, so, uh, look, uh, I'm going to go with the good, right? I got a bullet point here for the good. You know, um, I had more time with my family. I had more time with my kids. Uh, you know, and... Uh, I got to reflect on myself and, and my faith, you know, what, what was my faith really, you know, was I really rooted? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, also, I also learned how to basically, basically, you know, uh, that, that, uh, trust fall, you know, you kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm a fall, you know, um, you know, does God got me? Does really got me, you know? Um, and I really, truly, I truly learned about God's sovereignty. Ooh, and on. his protection, yes. his provision, and his favor. Ooh, come on, man. You're yeah. preaching on me, bro. So my brother, even though 
it was it's, it's still very bad and a lot of people are still going through the emotions and some people are still uh feeling that damage you know from 2020 you know obviously uh the main thing here was covid and covid did major damage uh what i did learn was also that um uh, bad people do bad things man and uh like you say, you call it a pandemic, bro, and I, I really do feel like uh, uh, it, there's there's something behind the curtains, bro. There's something behind uh, you know, behind the scenes, bro. That uh, only right the the woke people, uh, but th there's the woke people, and then there's the true woke people, you know, which that would be you know uh, us believers, you know, and, and we definitely know they got something up their sleeve, and uh, I, I really learned that uh. We gotta stick to the word, right? Don't don't fall for everything. Uh, but stay uh stay grounded, stay rooted, mm -hmm. and and of course um. When it comes to church, bro, what I learned is that um, you gotta keep the church going, right? Mm, church, the church was never a building, bro. A lot of churches shut down, and I get it. You know, some people didn't know what to do, you know, but some people didn't know what to do. Mm, you know, on. a lot of people uh. Fell, fell into great fear. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, we could get to the back, you know. Um, so I know my good, my good bullet point didn't last too long, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go to the back. <laughs> Come on. You know, uh, I really saw how big and how giant the the, uh, the fear, that giant, right? Uh, I saw how, how big he really was for many people. You know, when it came to stocking up toilet paper, uh, when it came to uh, basically people ranting off like, know put your mask on you know I, I i do get it and uh uh that was mostly people with with no with no faith you know no hope you know and basically just eating all the you know all the news that they were hearing and seeing uh let me see a lot of people were not ready to go you know uh a lot of people were not even saved you know and they lost their lives you know, so that should be like a like a punch, you know, to the body of Christ, you know, like uh, the ones that were stuck inside, you know, the ones that were stuck, uh, 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 you know, in hiding, you know, like let's not even go around people we don't know. Let's not even, if they don't want to gather in their own church, you know, um, much less they're going to gather around people that need, that need God, that need Jesus, you know. So uh, that was a wake up call. To, to the ones that, that felt that fire to mm -hmm. continue going, continue pushing uh, amid, amid the, the pandemic, you know. Uh, you know, also saw government paragraphs, uh, you know, and obvious dark agendas being rolled out and unfolding as this whole thing was going down. I saw that, you know, that, that black hand in the, in the, you know, behind the scene, right? Yeah. You know the paragraphs and basically the manipulation behind it right and uh as a side note right here putting on that respirator it's a death sentence man definitely so definitely. i want i want to let people know that man whoever hears this you know don't get the respirator on you know uh you know let's go to the ugly bro the ugly that i saw throughout this uh 2020 uh was uh the division bro major division major yes you know and it started first in the politics right it was just very political for some reason it shouldn't it, it didn't have to be political bro for some reason it just went very political 
and, and it became about uh, it became about blue versus red. It became about science versus faith. Yeah. And it became about, you know, being woke, you know, a woke versus sheep and woke versus sheep versus true woke, you know, which was, you know, us believers, the, the truly awakened ones. Uh, so even though it started in politics, bro, it slid right into the cracks, right into the people, bro. So now, so, so now the people got divided as well, bro. Mm. And, and uh, we go back to the same uh, note that this was this was planned right uh and we've all heard that that one phrase uh divided you know they're weaker you know divided is how you conquer them you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'll leave it at that bro amen yeah we learned uh you know one of the things that uh right now we're dealing with the vaccine so that's another thing you know um it's dividing conquer you know um but that's see it. what i was telling someone today is as christians we have kind of like a little bit more insight into what's really going on. Like you're saying, we're awakened. That people need to understand that the the tactics of the enemy and how the enemy, how he moves and how he uses things and division. He's using it in the body of Christ. He's using it at workplaces and politics and government. And I tell people, look, it, it's not about vax or unvax. It's not about blue or red. It's not about rich or poor anymore. It's about lies and truth. And people yeah. don't want the truth because truth doesn't care about your feelings. And people want, and people don't know what to believe either. And I was telling people, yeah. what ha- what's happening now is, it, it, I don't know if it ever was this way, but to, to agree to disagree, you know. But now it's pick a side, and if you don't pick my side, go to hell, screw you. That is what this world is coming to. And I tell people, look at if it's not a salvation issue, what's the big deal? If it's not a salvation issue, like uh, voting for certain people isn't going to send you to heaven or hell. Vote, uh, taking a vaccine isn't going to send you to heaven or hell. It, it might jack you up, whatever, whatever. We don't want. We don't have to go to specifics. But we need to understand the enemy and how he works, and he lo- he loves to be deceived. He loves to deceive people, and he loves to move in division. And so as Christians, we need to understand, like, we can't allow that to happen. And it's happening, sadly, it's dividing churches, it's dividing families, and it's not and things are and it's and it's things that, that are not that big of a deal. But that's how the enemy rolls. That's how he flows. And sometimes, you know, like you get people who want to blame the devil for everything. And I tell people, sometimes it's your flesh, sometimes it's your emotions that get the devil that you, now you're partnering with the devil. He, and so you got to take responsibility, but amen. So let's move on to uh, what I love to talk about. I love to talk about the evangelism, and I know amen. that, you, and I know you do two things. I know you're you're uh, you're part of what they call the God First Ministry, and you're also amen. part of Skid Row Ministry, and I believe you're also part of another ministry, or it's another burden in your heart, sex trafficking. So let's talk oh, about yeah. first uh, God First Ministry. Talk a little bit about what God is doing over there, how people can get involved, how people can support. And um, what are you doing personally and what are you seeing God do through God First Ministry? And the God First Ministry? Yes. Yes. Okay. God First Ministry. So it's, uh, I'm not going to call it a, a baby church, but um, we started, it started in February, bro. And uh, you know how God works. You know how the kingdom of God is, you know. 
there's no coincidences. People meet people, you know, for a very specific reason, you know. So where I live, you know, I met this janitor, right, the maintenance guy, just to keep it short. Through him, I met uh, a brother, uh, Brother Hector, if anybody knows him, you know. We love that guy. Uh, you know, through Hector, I met Brother Vincent. Now, Brother Vincent is the head of this God First ministry. We call it God First family. You know, that's what we are. We're a family. One big family worldwide. And, uh, you know, he is the pastor. And uh, God put it in his heart, you know, to start this church. And uh, I was there when they were still in the works, you know. Uh, you know, even when it came to the name, you know, God First family, you know, the T-shirts, you know, they were very uh, ambitious, you know, very excited about it, you know. And uh, I'm glad I was there to uh, experience, uh, you know, the works. And um, so, uh, you know, uh, to join us, I mean, you know, this is no VIP club. It's not even a club, you know. So uh, if you want to be part of, of God's kingdom, you know, you can be, you know, just accept that you're a child of God, you know, uh, go out there and be fruitful and multiply. And I'm not talking about, you know, what he said to Adam and Eve. I'm talking about, man, he gave us, he gave us all gifts. He gives us, he gave us uh, talents, you know, uh, some of us or most of us, you know, we have that fire inside, you know, uh, that Holy Spirit that leads us in the way, you know, and we get, we do this and we do that outreach and evangelism and, uh, Christianity is a lifestyle, you know, we just don't go somewhere and then suddenly we're a Christian. No, we're a Christian every day, 24 seven. And, um, uh, you know, do that. Um, but if you want to support God first, uh, family, definitely show up in person, uh, Sepulveda and Sherman way, uh, right next to the new Starbucks in Van Nuys. Uh, you know, also, if you want to contribute, you know, to the funds, that so be it, you know. Uh, and also, for sure, prayer, you know, just pray, pray about us. You know, uh, we're praying as well. And um, yeah, man, good stuff. Amen. I love uh, God First God First Family. Uh, you got some amazing brothers. Uh, That's I know, right. brother, you got Brother JJ, you got Brother Vince Garcia. That's my man, 100 Grand. Uh, brother Clinton. Clinton. Man, you, you, um, it's a ministry that it takes a certain individual. Um, it was crazy because I was listening to the first interview I had with uh, with Brother Vince Garcia a year ago. And we were yeah. talking about the heart of an evangelist and what it takes to evangelize and how to love on homeless people and, and how to reach the lost. And the thing is, the ministry hasn't went anywhere like that. you guys stayed on course through it all. Through it all, you stayed on course. And you guys are what I like to do. I, there's, there's a saying. It, it, it says, we call to love the unlovable, teach the unteachable, and reach the unbreachable. And a lot of yeah. ministries are doing that out there. And because everybody has their yeah. role to play, God First Family is one part of the body. And uh, you guys are doing a work over there where um, the need is great. The need is great. Uh, I remember him telling me that... Uh, that uh, he's met some of the most humblest, loving people in the streets where you guys are evangelizing and love the Lord. And he said, you got a guy who's sitting on the floor with no shoes, smells bad, hasn't eaten days, and he's praising the Lord. But you got the Christian who has everything 
and they they upset all the time. And he's like, man, there's a there's a there's a pleasure, there's an honor, in reaching the lost for God. Amen. Amen. Talk to us a little bit about the Skid Row ministry uh, that you uh, you're part right. of as well. For I, sure, brother. So you know, I'm I'm gonna get to my experiences, right? Because that's uh that's what it's all about, right? One, uh, you know, uh, I want to talk about my experience, you know, because that that is my experience, and no one can say, well, that's not true or that that doesn't happen. You know, this does in fact happen, and uh, I've experienced it myself. Um, uh, so I went there, and, and again, you know, because of, of how the kingdom works, you know, you meet people, and meet people introduce you to other people, and that's how it happens, man. There's no coincidence, and it's awesome. Um, so through a sister uh, and a brother, I met uh, Victoria. You know, shout out to Victoria and uh, the uh, nonprofit organization called Starts With One Today. Um, you can find them on IG. Um, so, uh, I, I, uh, they needed a vehicle, you know, to transport, um, perishables, you know, uh, they had all kinds of food. Um, so I started as the, as the delivery guy, you know, but of course, you know, I would help them, you know, set up the tables, the, the cloths, you know, the, the food, uh, and that's what we're doing, you know, uh, basically we're giving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they they had food to eat on the spot, and they had food to take home, right? Whether it was potatoes or like veggies, all kinds of stuff, even pastries, bro. It went it went up to pastries, all kinds of good stuff, even pastries that I've never even had. It just looked so good, you know. Even though I wanted to get some, I couldn't, you know. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but I was like, ah, this is for them, and I was focused on the people that we were helping. And um, uh, so it, it goes from all the way from uh, foods all the way to hygiene kits. You know, clothing and all that stuff, bro. And of course, that that daily bread. You know, of course, we had the Bibles there. And I was so uh, honored, man, that when I saw these people uh, and that they were uh, believers and that faith was involved, I was so much happier to know that uh, I was working alongside, uh, co-laboring with other believers. You know, and uh, I couldn't wait to the to the food was gone. So I could go and talk one on one, give them the gospel one on one, brother. Hey Amen. You know, a lot of people um, go to Skid Row, and um, you, you, I've had my experiences in Skid Row as well. You know, yeah. there, of course, there is some crazy stuff that goes down in. Oh, definitely. But you know what? Um, there's definitely hurting people, and there's a need, and uh, it doesn't take much to show the love of Christ. It, it sometimes it doesn't it just it just takes someone to sit you know I, i'm gonna refer to brother vince man because his interview has been in my heart but he said all it takes is someone to just give him a little time hey how you doing how do you feel can i pray for you what's going on in your life and and uh you know people they want you to talk to them people that want you to to love on them oh and so it's not I'm, about, I'm glad you said that bro go ahead talk to me about that because uh i, I uh you know, like I said, um, I couldn't wait till the food was gone so I could talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, brother. And, of course, I couldn't leave the gospel out. But, of course, man, for sure, I was all ears to them, too. You know, not only did I just give them my talk and that, and walked away, no, bro. These people are lonely, you know, even though they're surrounded by other, you know, homeless people. It's a whole community, you know. It's just it's a, it's a whole community of homeless people. And uh, even though a lot of people come over there and, you know, they do their 
charitable deeds, you know, not only do they want free stuff, bro, but they want, they want a friend, you know, they want a brother, you know, they want family, you know, they, they, they want to talk, bro, like you said, they want to talk, man, they want to share, you know, um, hopefully it could remind them of how they used to be, you know, and uh, God willing, they could go back, you know, to how they were, if not better than my brother, and um, it's an amazing thing to go out there and get dirty. You know what I'm saying? Hands on and do do some work, you know. Hey man, how you know, how you know, I, I ask this question a lot, you know, um, you know, evangel evangelism I tell people I don't ask the question. Evangelism has different paces. There's different ways to evangelize. The goal is that the message stays the same. Exactly. The message of repentance, of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life, by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone. Amen. How important is it to you, brother, to get the message right? Because there's a message out there that says, come to my church and everything's going to be okay. Give your life to yeah. Jesus and God's going to make everything best better. To me, Amen. That, Amen, brother. that's not reality for some. Sometimes getting saved, all hell can break loose. Going to church can be the best decision you make. I, I get that. But it's not about that it's about you know because some people say just say this prayer they say the prayer you're, you're saved you're going to heaven but it's more than that talk Amen, to us brother. about how important it is to get that message right because Amen, it's brother. the the charitable deeds you're talking about they're just kind of like that we call it a holy ghost setup it's like the it's like that's just a bait like that's just to get people to respond to you like here's some food brother here's a hug Here's a bottle of water. Here's some hygiene. But I'm really here to tell you about Jesus. How important it is to you to get that message right? It's very important, bro. Very important. Um, for sure, like like you mentioned, repentance. You cannot leave that word out, bro. Ooh, you know, come and, on. and uh, like I told you earlier, bro, um, um, you got to stay biblical. And, um, you know, and, and support, support what you're talking about, uh, you know, biblically. You know, especially when it comes to giving the gospel and trying to save somebody, you know, because I mean, we, we're not saving. We're not doing the saving. You know, God does the saving. Amen. But of course, man, you got to give them the right sound uh, uh, doctrine, you know. Um, a prayer doesn't doesn't save you. You know, I did grow up in a church, you know, or many churches that I attended to, you know, that prayer, you know, even though it sounded nice, even though, you know, you were surrounded by love. Uh, was, was it a uh, sound? Uh, it probably wasn't sound. You know, um, uh, so, you know, what, what did Jesus do, bro? You know, um, so he, he, uh, after he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, bro, he came preaching repentance. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I took that to the heart. I took that to the heart, bro. Uh, uh, so when I started evangelizing the right way, you know, I would literally say that, Hey, um, you know, the kingdom of God is here. Repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I will keep it simple because, you know, like Paul said, you know, I don't know anything but Jesus and his cross, you know. Mm. Um, Come on, you know, preach. we don't got to try hard to evangelize, brother, you know. So so when you say repent, you know, for the kingdom of God is already here. You don't wait for it, you know. The kingdom of God is not coming. It's already here. Ooh, so come repent, on. believe in Jesus, bro. And then that's, uh, so that's the opener for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, do you, do you know Jesus? Who is Jesus, you know? 
you know, and I let them know, you know, because guess what, bro? A lot of Americans, a lot of Americans, they might say I'm Christian, right? Or they have Christian views or beliefs, but do they live like it, bro? They don't. They don't, my brother. So um, that's one thing that we as Christians, we got to, uh, you know, elaborate on and um, and help them understand that uh, Jesus Christ, not only everybody sees him as this Jesus, he died on the cross. He died for our sins, right? Um, and that's true. That's very true. And he forgives us. That's true. We come to him as we are, you know, uh, heavy burden and, and laden. You know, we come to him and he forgives us and he makes us better. That's true. But when you only keep him as Savior, that's when it gets dangerous. Because then you think you got a, a license to get away with things, you know. In fact, we got to make him Lord, right? He who confesses that Jesus is Lord, you know, will be saved, you know. Uh, so not only is he Savior, he is Lord. When you make him Lord over you, you start living for, for him. No longer are you living for yourself, right? Because, you know, and this could be a touchy, touchy word. Lord was another uh, synonym for Lord, Master. Yes. Right? And uh, <clears throat> as Americans, we know that we had masters back in the day here. You know, so what does a master have? He has slaves. He has bondservants. And this is all in the Bible, bro. You know, all these apostles, before they were called, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm such a big apostle, or like I'm such a big evangelist. They didn't call themselves that. They're like, I'm a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, preach. You know what I'm saying? So when we make them Lord, we're, we're set. We're set. You know what I'm saying? Because we came now under his His bond. Now we're, uh right? So he set us free. But guess what? Because he set us free is why we choose to stay in his bondage anyway. Right? Yes. Because we love him. Just like in the Old Testament, it says, you know, uh, set the man free. But if he, if he wants to stay with the master, let him stay with the master. You know, and like, uh, you know, Jesus in his own words, he said, uh, uh, take my yoke upon you for it is lightweight and easy. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So mm. a yoke is something that, that goes on two necks. Yes. So it's going to go on his and it's going to go on ours, bro. And, and uh, that's us. We're walking with him. And he's going to help us. He, he's going to help us out throughout every step of the way, brother. Amen. So we're going to get into uh, a little, a little touchy subject, you know, um. I'm not very, uh, uh, I, I don't know much about this subject, but I know that um, you're very, um, it's passionate to you. It's a passion for you. It's something that you consistently post and uh, you got to, when I say the word sex trafficking, when I talk about sex trafficking, most people think of prostitutes. They think yeah. of um, selling women for money. But yeah. from what yeah. I'm noticing, it it's, like, it's different. It's deeper than that. Yeah. And how, okay, first of all, explain to us a little bit about that. And then we'll go into the second part where how as Christians do we play our role in stopping sex trafficking? Give us a, share a little bit of wisdom with us and a little bit of insight. And what is sex For trafficking? Sure. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, people might, uh, you know what, is that, as crazy as it sounds, some people, have not even heard sex trafficking and when they do you know they probably they're like what is that you know but they don't care too much on, on uh checking it out you know um so sex, sex trafficking bro uh, it might sound to some people okay trafficking what does that mean right a moving of things it sounds like a business and actually it is a business bro 
and uh, uh believe it or not uh it happens even in uh in the nice areas the good areas right depending on where you live you know uh you might see them walking on on the block um but see uh human trafficking is it is very gross and um to say the least bro it's uh it's an understatement to say that it's nasty and it, it is uh inhumane you know um and i got some statistics right here that i wrote for y'all you know and for you brother david you know so i could give you some knowledge on this bro uh, so uh there's this uh there's this uh organization um called operation underground railroad so i got some some statistics off them you know so this is based on their info human trafficking is the fastest growing illegal business in the world the fastest growing illegal business generating over 150 billion u.s dollars american dollars each year 150 billion you can fact check that if you want it is the largest criminal industry almost 25 million people are trafficked each year one in four victims are well underaged, right? So you're never gonna see a, you know, this is very touching. You're never gonna see a child prostitute. You know, I hate to say it, breaks my heart. You're not gonna see them, they're, they're hidden. And, um, but one out of four victims are underaged and they they will not prostitute themselves. So it would not be, it would not be uh, sex with consent for money. That would be actually child rape. That would be a raping, uh, uh, you know. Uh, and, and I know it sounds very brutal, and I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And uh, not all human trafficking involves kidnapping or moved across, across countries or in third world countries and exploited by foreigners. Uh, that does happen, though most people, including children, are trafficked within their own countries and cities. So all these people that, you know, you see, oh, um, you know, missing, this missing person, right? Or this missing teenager. We see that a lot. We kind of brush it off like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time, you know? But what really does happen to those children, you know? We, uh, right here, we could get a lot of info on that, you know? And uh, most of them are coerced or forced into exploitation by people they know. So that's that's the sad part, bro. A lot of yeah. people get trafficked by their own family or people they knew. You know what I'm saying? And usually there's going to be people that were in the system or uh, even people that had good lives. But guess what? They got sold into that. Uh, it's very intricate and uh, it can be complicated for people that never heard about this. So, you know, I'll just, I'll just leave it uh, as, uh, as superficial as I can. But I really do want to uh, give knowledge to you guys and to the viewers and to you, Brother David. Uh, so can I continue or do you want to no, keep on know? going, bro? This is, this uh, is, uh, this is very educating. I think people, if they okay. were aware, they'd probably, uh, cause we don't know. We, we think sex trafficking yeah. and then, and, and then, like you said, we just kind of move on. It's sex trafficking. Exactly. It's wrong. That sucks. Move on. Exactly, bro. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, some people are trafficked for forced labor. That does happen just for, you know, for labor. Uh, that's usually like in other countries, you know, and, uh, and sexual exploitation. That's the most common one. It's for sexual exploitation. 
regardless of age, gender, even gender, you know, put it that way, bro. It's not only females, you know, most of them are females, but, um, you know, the world is evil. So regardless of age, gender, background, or location, it happens, bro, worldwide. You know, I have a, I have a t-shirt and it says, where does sec, uh, where does human trafficking happen? And it starts naming all the countries. So it names every single country in the world. So as you can see, bro. Wow. Uh, so traffickers use these use these methods. They threaten their victims with violence or blackmail. They take advantage of their vulnerability or promise an opportunity for a better life in order to take control. So a lot of these are people in poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of people are foreigners, and they're like, "Yeah, I, I wanna, you know, uh, I want I wanna live the American dream." But guess what? They get an American nightmare. Uh, you know, so right here you can see that uh, these methods are used and these people are manipulated and taken advantage of. So most of these prostitutes that you think they're out there, that they buy these outfits and they, they look they look skanky by choice. No, they, uh, that's how they live and it's because they're, uh, they're being controlled. Damn. Wow. And uh, my brother, I could, uh, so if you want, I know you have a question for me that on how the church could help. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think a lot of times as Christians, you know, let's just be real. We get stumped yeah. in certain areas, you know, and I know this may be off subject, but maybe not. In general, and I could be, and and I'm not going to blame the church and a whole, every person in church. I'll just say me. And even my wife, we agreed. We have been quiet too long on too many things. Because we felt like it wasn't our say, it wasn't our business. You know, like when it comes to politics, we've been quiet too long. When it comes to certain things, we don't say anything because either we're unaware, we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the understanding, we don't know how to uh, handle those issues. And when I look at uh, uh, human trafficking or trafficking, that definitely has, we, we should be there. We should be in the trenches. How do we play a role? How can we, as men and women of God, because we're not going to go to another country and, and beat up traffickers. We're not going to, yeah. you know, some people are going to see, maybe think that something's being, something's happening in front of them and they're probably not yeah. going to do nothing. But what can we do? I, of course, we know we can pray and we can be uh, somewhat of aware with our eyes. But how do, how does the church, how can we play a role in helping this? Okay. Uh, so uh, just to be thorough and to actually, uh, you know, teach, uh, um, you know, uh, something that uh, people can actually be practical about, you know. Um, first of all, yeah, awareness is a, it's a huge deal, awareness to even know about it, you know. Because then when you know about something, guess what, you're going to start noticing it. You know, just like when you get a car, right, uh, you get, a, like, let's say a, a white Honda, all of a sudden, you start seeing white Hondas everywhere, bro, because you learned about it. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give you some signs, bro, and th- these could be used, you know, like you-, you could be anybody. You could be anybody and still use these signs to your advantage, you know. Um, and uh, some of the signs to look out for are uh, victims. They may be easily startled or agitated or afraid, right? You could tell when some, some people are just like disoriented or, you know, they uh they have no clue or uh 
you know, like it says here, a startled, easy agitated, right? Just basically socially awkward, maybe, you know, uh, unsure of where they are or they lack an official ID. Um, unable to explain injuries or possessions. May have strange markings, brandings, or tattoos. And you could check those out online, you know, if you want to see, uh, you know, uh, traffic victims, uh, brandings or markings, tattoos, you can check that out. You can, you can see for yourself. Have unexplained hotel use, right? It could be excessive uh, hotel use, or they could say, I live in a hotel, stuff like that. Uh, they are accompanied by a suspicious companion. Uh, children can be dressed. Uh, so this is a, a dark note. Um yeah, so you know, we know uh, there's uh, children involved, and uh, some children are dressed to look older, also, right? So people could think uh, less of the situation. Um, so, uh, so those were uh, signs that we can use for advantage, right? So, uh, we'll go down to the details on the how the church can help. Um, First of all, prayer. We already know prayer works. Prayer does work. Okay. Uh, also, we could be practical in seeking out nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. And I have a list for you guys. If you want to write them down or whatever, you could uh, memorize them. Uh, the first one is Zoe International. And I, lo I love that one. Uh, I, I love them not only because they, they have a heart for children and they they're actually doing something about it. They have multiple locations uh, worldwide. You know, and one, they actually opened up in Los Angeles like three years ago. And uh, uh, Cherry on Top is that they're Christian. Amen. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we can really save these victims, right? Uh, housing can, but, you know, the gospel, man, will break those chains. Uh, another organization is called CAST. So it's abbreviated. Uh, it's C uh, point, I mean, C dot A dot S dot t you can look you can look uh, you can look them up uh number three is operation underground railroad uh, um you can find them on instagram you know you can find them anywhere you just look them up um okay thorn thorn is actually uh and this is like a shout out to ashton kutcher bro ashton kutcher stopped acting you know, and so he could get to a battling uh, human sex trafficking, bro. Oh, wow. And okay. he, he started this uh, nonprofit called Thorn, uh, T-H-O-R-N. And it's actually, uh, it's, they, they, uh, they, um, their expertise is technology, how to take down sex trafficking rings with technology, right? Because we already know this in cyberspace, this, there's the black market. You know, there, there's the selling of kids and, yeah. and and humans, you know, on the black market. And uh, that's what they do, Thorn does. And then the fifth one is IJM. IJM. I believe they stand for International Justice Mission. I could be wrong, but uh, it's IJM. They're Christian also, which is, you know, another cherry on top. Uh, and there's, a, there's plenty more organizations that you can look up, you know, on your browser. So definitely uh, you could donate to these organizations. You know, you can check out the ones that, that you're interested in. You know, they all have the same cause, you know, but if there's one that you specifically want to donate to, you could go ahead and do that. 
look them up on their website you know um another thing um spreading awareness you don't have to have a degree or certificate you don't even gotta have a platform you don't have you don't have to have a lot uh, a lot of followers but even if you have 30 followers man mm -hmm. tell those people let them know you know post it up yeah. it, it'll do something it'll do a chain reaction brother amen amen uh so of course uh keep the gospel first when it comes to that you know what i'm saying just keep the gospel first it'll be the first thing the foundation bro because the gospel uh, can't break all those chains you know yes uh in jesus name because you never know who's listening or who's your audience definitely, when you're definitely. doing this it could be the trafficker you know you could be preaching the gospel to the trafficker you don't even know it could be the victim or it could be a john you know the buyer you know uh and last but not least uh do not ask do not ask the victim what's wrong with you you know why do you do this instead ask them what happened to you mm, come on how'd you get here amen you know so that's what i got on that brother amen good stuff good stuff you know, the first time I met you, I remember you said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be keeping an eye on your daughters because, you know, and then you explained your heart. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, what are some, I, I know we talked about, you know, how you can kind of single somebody out in a good way. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, what are some practical things that you can tell the dads out there? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a dad. And I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and eat all the candy you want and jump off the brick wall head first. Have a good time, babe. And then I'm over here talking while my daughter's over there slapping people and acting crazy. What are some practical yeah. things you could, uh, if I was a dad, what would you, you know, what would you tell me? Like, how could I give me some uh, pointers, some simple right. practical stuff? Because, For uh, sure, bro. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, so for sure, bro. You know, like I, I try. I'm gonna try to stay as practical as possible. Yeah. Because all this, it's easy. You could easily accomplish this. Uh, it might add another task to your day. Yeah. But so be it, bro. Uh, uh. So when it comes to a dad, you know, let's say for example, uh, a park, right? I like to take my kids to the park a lot. Uh, I'm always keeping an eye out. You know, I, I use the phone less as possible. I'm not gonna lie, I've been guilty of like maybe uh that's what Instagram does. Sometimes you just get stuck scrolling. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh but when you're out with your kids, bro, and it's a public place, get off the phone. Ooh, you know, okay. get off the phone. Dang. Use your eyes, bro. Strike one. Use your eyes. <laughs> yeah, bro. All right, amen. Then, amen. Uh, I asked the yeah. question, right? I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh uh, use your eyes wisely, bro, and, and, and don't just uh, narrow it down to just males, creepy guys, right? It could be anybody. Mm, come you know on. what I'm saying? Uh, so, I mean, uh, I was going to say the worst scenario, you know, your child getting kidnapped and, and entering a world that's like, that's hell, you know? But the thing is, uh, it don't have to be uh, that, that situation where a stranger kidnaps right uh so actually um um this could happen on social media Ooh. right through instagram tiktok yes. i don't even know how many apps are out there but I, I know that uh i've learned i've come to the knowledge of uh a lot of grooming uh starts on social media 
Ooh, come where on. no one can't see only the the teenager or the, the you know even the preteens you know man it, it's so sick that uh that i've seen a video and uh this mom pretends to be an 11 year old her 11 year old daughter the messages that she got it is it, it bro it, it is hell to try to understand how many messages and what the message is said to an 11 year old. Yeah. So you got to wow. be careful with the apps for sure, bro. And, um, and also one last thing, um, when it comes to that, um, you, you got to talk to them. You got to let them know. Yeah. This is a boogie, man. Well, you don't have to say that, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For no, sure yeah. When I was a kid, I heard, yeah, man, uh, you better not go out there by yourself. You know, a man's going to take you. Guess what? That was never a lie. I thought, man, he's just making that up. But, now that I come to that knowledge, bro, it's true. Someone could literally take up your kid, you know? Even if they're 15 years old, even if you think they could hold their ground, bro, anything can happen. Um, and uh, last but not least, bro, uh, I don't want to scare anybody or cause a, a fight, but um, uh, it, it is known, it, it is a fact and uh, a statistic that... Uh, a lot of grooming starts uh, with family members. You know what I'm saying? People that you know close. You know, even neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you might, like, the people that are the closest to you could be that person that will groom your, your child. You know what I'm saying? No, and like I said, true. I don't want to start any fights or. No, no, anybody, it's truth, man. Uh, it's true. Mad, yeah, mad dog anybody or not trust their family anymore. But guess what? Just keep an eye out, you know, and uh, I pray that you're all believers. And of course, man, we got God by your side and, and you pray and you're faithful and reading the scripture. You know, God will give you discernment. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're never alone with just, just your devices. Amen. You got his spirit and he definitely got your back, you know? You know what? Everybody has that creepy uncle. Come on. <laughs> hey, but you know what? It's it's uh, when um, you have kids, everybody's not, not everybody is a suspect. But you got to watch everybody because especially in the urban community with Hispanics, blacks, you know, f f people get molested by this, the people that they live with, the uncles, the aunts, the cousins. And uh, yeah. so we, we're all I love what you said. You said it's not it's not just looking out for the creepy guy. Yeah, because sex trafficking, they're, they're, they're smarter than that. So they yeah. they can use just about anybody. And so, yeah. to be aware, um, I like that part where you said, you know, not, try not to be on your phone, try to focus on your children. Um, let's get, let's go back to, uh, to, to uh, apps. My children, they love Roblox, and mm. my wife told me some stuff that you were telling me exactly. She's like, babe, some of these kids that are in these Roblox games, they're like fifty-year-old perverts. Yeah, and uh, so we had to sit down. And we had to pretty much tell my daughter all the worst scenarios, right? What are the worst scenarios that the person you're talking to is not 11 years old? So don't yeah. give out your address. Uh, we even try to, when they play Roblox and other games, if they can just use abbreviations like my daughter's name's Hannah, use banana. Your name's Abigail, use abs. Never tell someone your last name. Never send a picture. You don't. They don't need to know what city you live in, even if you think you know them. Because what happens? What I heard happen one time, and I and I could be. It could be a total lie. 
is there was a guy impersonating his daughter and he was wow. trying to get the daughter's friends to to meet places and oh that's Jimmy's mom that's James uh that's say that's Heather's dad that's Heather it has to be Heather right so Heather's telling the the girl you should go hang out with me at the park and then Heather shows up and it's the dad or the uncle so yeah the the uh, it's like they're not safe nowhere nowadays it's like you know like with my kids it's like I want them to enjoy life I want them to be on YouTube and enjoy the videos. I want them to play Roblox and have fun with their friends. I want them to go to the pool and swim. I want them to live like because when I was a kid, I think I don't know if it was different, but we had a lot of freedoms. Like we would go to other cities, we'd drive our bikes to other cities, we'd stay out all day, all night. And to be honest with you, sometimes I don't even like my kids to go. I go let them go downstairs and play in the apartment, but I'm still like, oh my god, like who? That yeah. one guy can just creep up and boom. And sometimes, yeah, exactly. you know, so yeah, yeah. good stuff, so, so brother. Don't think, go ahead, go don't ahead. think you're overdoing it, you know? Yeah. Don't think you're overdoing it. Uh, you know, uh, that, that that's your love. That's yeah. definitely your love in action, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, come you're on. acting out of love. Amen. So don't ever think you're overdoing it. You're acting crazy. It doesn't matter, bro. It's your children. You're going to look at, after them like no one else, you know? Amen. 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 So far, so good, man. Good stuff. Uh, we uh, let's go into one of your passions. I know you do a lot of things. Talk to us about. Okay, before we get into this next section, the question for you is: This is a million dollar question. Okay. Are you a rapper, or are you a minister? Minister. Amen. Talk to us a little bit about how God is using you to minister through music. You know, um, what do you enjoy about it? What, what is what's what's happening? What's cooking? Is there an EP coming out? Is there a mixtape? Are you going to be on 106 and Park? I mean, talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you. I definitely got you, man. Yeah. So, man, music, some people like to say that's my passion. Uh, eh, you know, I, I guess it's, it is my passion. But uh, I'm 100% sure that, um, that, that God uh, put this in me. Amen. Know? Amen. Um, I was born with it, yeah, but did I have to sharpen it? Yeah, I had to sharpen it, you know? Uh, and I believe that uh, whatever you're good at, it's a gift, you know? And I like to use this this uh, this parable from the Bible about the talents, you know? Right? Oh, that on, the master on. gave his, uh, his servants a talent, right? Yeah. And uh, two of them multiplied the talents. One buried the talent, right? Um, maybe he buried it for a good reason, but at the end, the master called him lazy anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's why, that's how I like to look at my, uh, my passion for music. You know, if I could even call it passion, because to me, it's a gift, you know, and that's not me tooting my own horn, Amen. but it really is a gift. And, um, um, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I'm working on it, you know, getting better and better and why not, you know, Amen. um, but for sure, the, I do want to keep the gospel embedded always in my music. You know, that's my go-to message, right? Uh, uh, like me, uh, you're you're not really going to hear a, a song that has a story. If it is a story, it's probably going to be the love story between, you know, God and God and his people, you know. Uh, but to keep, it, to keep it simple, bro, I like to keep the gospel inside my messages. You know, I like it to be full of hope. 
and of course not just you know uh candy uh you know sweet words and, and uplifting positive stuff that that's all right but uh, you know like we talked about earlier repentance right uh, i believe like i'm on that boat when it comes to uh being a minister in music uh i'm not ashamed to call it christian rap oh, come you on know, i don't care if i don't blow up i don't care if it's not popular but I do want to teach through my music, you know. I just don't want to have a banging beat and oh, say whatever. Come on. I want to have words that are going to penetrate, bro. And the way they're going to penetrate is if the gospel is infused within it, you know what I'm saying? So I got to keep it biblical when it comes to music, brother. Hey, Amen. Talk to us a little bit about uh, do you when, um, are, do you go by your regular name or do you have a an artist name, a minister name? Like- well, um. I don't know if uh, they can see that name down there. Can you see that name? Uh, your your it says your real name. Yeah. So uh, actually, uh, my real name is Israel Alberto Padilla. So Benison is actually I threw it in there for okay. my for my artist. You know my ministry name. Uh, so Benison actually means uh, spoken blessing. Ooh, come on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you know uh, I did back in the day have like different names i went through like phases of names but i stuck with my name bro i mean israel is such a such a powerful name um and why not man you know uh, i was born i was born with this name you know and i'm just a vessel and if i could bring god glory with just my simple name you know so be it man uh because at the end of the day uh i do have god on my mind when i'm writing music and right what did jesus say he said uh love god with all your mind, heart, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I'm saying that because uh, when I write music, it's my love for God. You Amen. know, I'm writing to God and about God and for God. But as I'm doing that, I'm also reaching people. I also mm-hmm. want to be relatable to people. And uh, like one time, uh, I have a I have a brother, my my brother Daniel. I told him, I was like, bro, did you know that uh, a handful of my songs. Many songs are written thinking about you as if I'm writing to you, Ooh, you know? Come on. You know, and I don't know how he took that, you know, <laughs> if I was being honest. <laughs> You're like, whoa. I'll be yeah. honest. But no, yeah, amen, brother. amen. Talk, uh, explain this, uh, explain bro, that a little bit. So, uh, when it comes to that, um, you know, like I said, I don't, I just don't want to have a, a hit, you know? I just don't want to have singles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they sound banging, you know? Um, I want I want to reach people. I want to reach the lost. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people say uh, lost. You know, and, and uh, who is the lost? You know, the lost is everybody, bro. Um, you know, I I mean I'm not lost anymore. You know, I praise God that you're not lost anymore. Uh, you know, and whoever whoever hears this, you know, I praise God that um, you're not lost anymore. And if you are, you know, God can save you. Um, and bro, and that's that. When it comes to a music and my writing, I stay writing, and uh, that's uh, that's my mindset mm. to get in the shoes of those people that are lost, that are walking through those dark roads without light, without hope. You know, what would they want to hear? You know, what I'm saying? so. So I put myself in their place. What is that they, they need to hear? Right? Is it what 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 are, what, are, uh, what are they lacking? Is it love? Is it encouragement? Or is it just the, the gospel? Do they just need to hear the gospel? Do they just need to be rebuked? You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, not all going to be popular subjects. You know, sometimes going to yeah, be yeah. a little bit of rebuke in there, you know, or yeah. a lot of it. 
you know, and if it's uh, biblical, and, and if uh, if I could back it up with scripture, then uh, I, I've done my job, you know. Amen. So um, I have this uh, thing that I like to talk about. Or I, I like we uh, questions I ask people that consider self artists, ministers. Can you take us back to that one moment um, where you knew that man, I'm called to minister through music? What was that moment? Who inspired you? Um, was it did the heavens crack open and God spoke to you? Was it a bad burrito Whoa. you had? You know, was it for a girl? Was it for, I mean, when did you know, like, you know what? Not only am I called to preach the gospel, but I'm also called to minister through music. Like, take us to that moment where you just like, this is what I'm called. This is, this and is me. brother, so, so, you know, what does the Bible say? It says, uh, in everything that you do, you know, uh, you know, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, you know? So actually, you know how how the music thing started. Um, so I started writing since uh, ninth grade in high school. Okay. You know, probably even uh, sooner than that. But um, so at that time, you know, uh, I believed in God, but I could care less you know, about the faith. So I was writing since fourteen. Right now I'm thirty. I st- I was writing since like thirteen, fourteen. I went through different genres, you know, whatever the genres were. Uh, they were not, it was not Christian, you know? Uh, so my, my interest for writing, it, it began there. And uh, I knew that I had something. Like I knew, I knew I had something, you know what I'm saying? It's just, when you know, you know. Yes. I had something else. Like, okay, I know I could write lyrics, you know? So uh, did I have a good foundation? I didn't, you know? So I was writing uh, topics that I would never even dare talk about nowadays. You know? Uh, so uh, just to give a... Uh, a few details i was writing like uh, you know the rock genre you know ska i don't know if you guys know ska ska genre screamo you know it's, it sounds funny uh but and then i started doing rap you know as i was uh developing and growing so i was like you know what man like i was thinking to myself i remember uh, i lived in wichita kansas at one point okay and i remember being in the basement and i'm just writing i'm like man i could go somewhere i could go to places i could really make it if I really pushed it, you know, because I was like, man, I got good stuff, you know. Um, so as you can see, uh, I already knew I had something, but I didn't polish it, right? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know who gave it to me. I didn't know who gave me this this gift to give to the world, you know. So uh, when the Lord took me in, when I found out I was a child of God, what did I do? I polished it the right way, and that was for the glory of God and for the saving of many souls, you know. Amen, amen. So we've been going for about an hour and five minutes, and it's been awesome. Wow. And uh, as we start to take a landing, talk to us a little bit about how would it, how it is, how is it to be a thirty-year-old dad, and how are you being challenged to how? What's the what are some of the challenges, good and bad, that you're that you're facing? To raising children in an anti, raising godly children in an anti-God world. Talk to us a little bit about being a daddy and the and all the good, all the good juicy stuff, and some of the challenges. Because right. I know that you're you 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 uh you know you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So uh, j- just to uh, just to help each other out, so ask me ask me uh, that one question. 
I'll give I'll give you my answer, and then you could give me the second question. Okay. You know, just so uh, I could keep it organized. You know. So, talk to us. Uh, give us some. Um, give us something. Uh, when it comes to being a young dad, you know, you're yeah. not, you're not 42 years old like me. You're right. a young father. Uh, talk to us about some of the like, some of the good things. Like, just talk to us about being a, a dad. Like, how awesome okay. it is, and you know, being young, right. and some of the things you go through, good, bad, and being nothing. young, <laughs> being a youngster. Um, well, my brother, you're in, you're still in your prime, believe it or not. <laughs> Come on, let's get it. Let's I'm, get it. I'm, I'm being I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Uh, so uh, I like to kick started by saying that uh. You got as a parent, you got to take your job seriously, man. It's a job. You amen, know? amen. Um, it's not only about putting food on the table. Ooh, talk about it. Right. It's not just about putting a spoon to their mouth and like, okay, you got a roof, you got food, you're going to school, you're good. Um, it's actually a big role to play there. Um, uh, so uh, I do, um, honest. Uh, just uh, personally, me, um, not not to brag or to to say, look at me, you know. But if this can encourage people, you know, so be it, you know, for the glory of God. Uh, actually, I have three kids. I made biologically two kids. Uh, my oldest, uh, she has a biological dad, you know, but she calls me daddy, right? And I take that seriously and I take it to the heart, you know. She loves me. I love her, you know, and... Um, Man, uh, God is good, you know. God is good. She's not the dad that, that she deserved. But, you know, thanks be to God that gradually I am becoming the dad that she deserves and that she needs. Um, and um, uh, I believe I remember your, your second question now. Uh, you know, how is it raising uh, your children in a godly manner, in an ungodly world, right? Yes, definitely. Um. So, you know, like, like I've been saying, you got to keep everything so practical when it comes to this faith walk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if you stick to the Bible, you're going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Just don't read it and skim through it and be like, okay, I read it today. I'm done. You really got, if you love the Lord, you're going to love his word. Because we all know that, that the word became flesh, man. So the word is Jesus. If you say God don't talk, then you're mistaken, man. When you open that word, man, the, the Lord himself is speaking to you. And you better take it in, Amen. whether whether it's correction or whatever, anything, right? Um, so to stay practical, raising children, definitely do not leave out the word. Read to them. They don't. Sunday school is awesome, you know. I like how they start them I mean, with the elementary principles. That's awesome, you know. But like I heard a brother say, do do children get a uh, Holy Spirit Junior? You know what I'm saying? Do they get a, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, kids, uh, I believe kids, uh, could, could be used by, by the Holy Spirit, you know, Amen. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely. according to God's will, you know, you know, uh, cause the Lord can't do anything, you know? So don't, don't spare them from the rod, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, about an actual stick, you know, kids do, they, they do need discipline, you know, uh, but what I'm talking about here is the, the scripture, the word. Uh, you gotta give them that rod, you know. Um, um, and uh, if you if you could break it down to them, uh, even better. Yeah. You know, but for example, from self experience, uh, 
I have read romance to my older girl, you know. Um, you know, romance is very, very heavy. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, be practical about it. Read them the word. You know, uh, uh, for example, uh, I read to them the Psalms, you know, a lot. But not only do that, do I read the Psalms, I read the Gospels of Jesus, right? Like uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I go everywhere. First Corinthians. Yeah. I'm all over the place. <clears throat> uh, uh, if the Bible is there, my kids are there, trust me, the Bible will be read and, and, and the word will be fed to them, you know. And, of course, I do a little breaking down questions you know answers you know so for sure keep the bible in the mix you know and of course there's gonna be some things that uh that god will put in your way on purpose right you were not you were not ready for a lesson let's say but it's gonna come a situation where the lord can use you to teach them something Amen. that is gonna be for their own good and for your own good you know especially when we come against you know the ungodliness in this world you know Amen, amen. Good stuff, good stuff. Amen. So as we uh, kind of uh, land this plane, um, first of all, I want to thank you, bro, for coming through. We had major technical difficulties. Honestly, it sounds good, so it should be good. Um, if you were put in a position, and I'm sure you're ready to go at all times, the Bible tells us to be ready in season out of yeah. season. Amen to that. What is the... Uh, what is the message that you would like would you you would like to leave with us tonight? What is something that God has put on your heart? You know, what is what is the farewell message for you? You know, you're you're there and I tell people, you know, like Yeah. There's a message that we all have in our hearts, like we all go to this 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 place, you know, like if you had one more chance to wow. to, to share your heart with the with, with the lost soul, with the with the father saved unsaved christian not christian brother sister uncle aunt like what would you say what would what would be your final final um your words wow my brother wow um i would definitely say you know with no doubt in my mind you know accept jesus as lord not only as savior but as lord make him lord over your life for Jesus died for all, you know, um, you know, he is the lamb that took away the sin of the world. You are no longer a slave to sin. You can choose to be a slave to the Lord. You could be, you can choose to be a sin to righteousness. If you're going to be a slave to anything, be a slave to righteousness. And who is our righteousness? That's Jesus, man. Make him your Lord, you know, and that, that's something that has been on my heart this year, actually, brother, um. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, bro, uh, Americans, right? They say we're Christian, you know, they say, yeah, they know Jesus. But I don't think they know the right Jesus, man. The right Jesus is Lord. Amen. And he's the great shepherd of our souls, you know, so we got to follow him. You know, and I will tell that lost soul, man, make him Lord and Savior. And don't you ever forget from where he pulled you out from. Oh, come on. You're set free. You don't got to live wealthy or healthy here on earth. If God wants to put his favor on you and you're blessed in this life on earth, praise, praise, praise be to God. But we're not living for the now. We're not living for the, uh, for the, uh, best, your best life now, you know, how some, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, live for Christ. He lived and he died for you and he rose again. 
See, uh, I would tell him, of course, John three sixteen, right? And I was like, you know, you know what's really the good news that not only did he die for you, but he rose again. Ooh, come on. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't rise again, then you know where's our hope? But he did rise. Amen. So he rises within us, man. So repent, be baptized, and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, my brother. Ooh, yeah. come on, amen. Go ahead. Uh, uh, as we close, go ahead and you know, you know, you know, as, as preachers, we close like ten times before we close. Go ahead and give us any. You got any shout outs? Go ahead and throw out the um, address for the ministry uh, yeah. where they can get a hold of you on, on social sure. media. If they want to bring you in to speak to their, their men's ministry, their youth ministry, if God first ministry, God yeah. first family wants to come and um, terrorize their city for Jesus. Go ahead and give us the shout outs. Let us know when the next service is going to be. Uh, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll give you a uh, God first family. Um, first um, so you can find them on Sepulveda and Sherman Way in Van Nuys next to that new Starbucks if you guys are familiar with that area uh, it's next to it, the new Starbucks uh, you know Chase Bank is right there it's in the city of Van Nuys and if you guys are from uh, elsewhere uh, you can go to Sepulveda and Sherman Way in Van Nuys you can find it easily there's a John's there supermarket and it's next to Starbucks you're going to find it easily because we're under a blue tent yeah. With foldable chairs. We're out there, we're in the street with no walls. You can see what we do. We're praising the Lord, preaching uh, out loud, and we're not hiding. Uh, I'm not saying that churches with buildings are hiding, but you get my point. Yes. Uh, also, I want to shout out uh, Starfield One Today. So, that's actually the organization uh, I was volunteering with at Skid Row. And uh, she, the, the head of this, uh, she is a believer, you know, praise God. Uh, they start with prayer. I thought that was so awesome and beautiful. They start with prayer. Uh, you know, um, you know, we, we, we give give out the food. Then I do the one on ones. You know. Uh, uh, so yeah, start with one today. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on you know whatever other platforms they got. You know, maybe even TikTok. I'm not too too uh, fond of TikTok, but anyways. Uh, so also, last but not least, man, I got a, this is my recent job. I work at MMA, Kitchen and Tile. So it's two M's, one A, MMA, Kitchen and Tile. So my brother, uh, not only am I shouting them out because they need it, but because they're believers. Amen. They're the Christian household. Uh, um, and, and when the business was doing a little bit bitter, you know what he told me? The owner told me, he's like, pray so we could get better business. And, bro, what kind of job tells you? Hey, pray. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, uh, uh, I am pleased that I can get, I can read my Bible <laughs> right there. Amen. And I, I get to pray, you know. So that, that's awesome, bro. And uh, so I want to shout them out too. MMA Kitchen and Towel. And they're in Glendale, Glendale, California. Amen. Uh, yeah. Hey, so what time do you guys meet on Sunday on Sepulveda and Sherman Sepulveda Way? Sepulveda and Sherman Way, uh, next to Starbucks at 10 a.m. sharp. And during the week, do you guys meet at all during the way, during the week? Uh, so uh, we used to meet on Fridays. You know, we do uh, do things. We do we have activities. Okay. You know, uh, if you contact, uh, you know, Brother David, they contact you or, you know. Yes. Somehow direct them to us. Yeah, then, definitely, you know, definitely. Me and Jay, uh, you know, they could join us in our activities, you know, because we do outreaches. Yeah. We get food. 
sometimes we give out clothes um uh so stuff like that you know so we stay active you know amen oh amen um what a good time in the lord big shout out to my brother um uh and we had a good time you know it 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 goes the way god wants it to go amen. and uh I, I i love the topics i love the the um the conversation and so again amen. i want to thank you for coming through sharing your heart sharing your passions sharing jesus and uh yeah man so uh for those that are listening you can get in touch with him through me or as i begin to um post little snippets uh you can find this full interview on youtube within a couple days spotify google Podcasts, apple music all your major platforms thank you brother i appreciate you man i love you man and until next time i love you too brother God thank bless you so you. much bro appreciate it god bless Amen. What an amazing time in the Lord. My brother just came through sharing his life, sharing his uh, experience, his passion, his love. And uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties in the in the beginning, but he said, let's do it. Um, so, you know, we're here trying to perfect our gifts. Uh, what can't go wrong will go wrong. Um, please keep all um, healthcare workers, well, just everybody in general, you know, we're going through tough times in our, our our country whether it's still the repercussions uh of the coronavirus financials mental spiritual i mean our country is going through it but we know that even in the midst of all this craziness and this nonsense that we're going through that god is shows up and he shows off and so we can be confident in knowing that where sin abounds grace abounds and where God is for us, who can be against us? I want to lift up all my brothers and sisters in the healthcare industry. If you're getting vaccinated, praise the Lord. I pray protection over you. I pray healing over your body. If you chose not to get the vaccine, I pray you would stand strong, stand firm. Know that God is your provider, that God is with you, that who can be against you? And just like I always say, here on the App Podcast, we do two things. We give God glory and we tell stories. And that's what we do on the AV podcast. Hey, if there's anyone out there that you you know somebody that I can interview, go ahead and send me their links, send me their bios, and let's see what the Lord does. So like I always say, I got I, I ain't got to go home, but I got to get out of here. God bless you. Love you. Keep us in prayer as we continue to fight the good fight. God bless.